World Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Boyd, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Zach Peggins, who shares my enthusiasm for Husky basketball. Zach and I talked about this year's Husky MVP, Matisse Thibel, and discussed where he ranks in the great dogs of the last 15 years. In the process, we gave our top 10 guys. It was a good time, and it got me even more juiced for the stretch run of the season. Speaking of juiced, let's talk about our sponsor, Local Cold Brew. I love cold brew, but sometimes the acidity can leave me feeling dehydrated and worse than I was feeling before I drank it. But Loco Coffee Company has figured out a way around that by brewing their cold brew with coconut water. The coffee and coconut water combo makes for a functional cold brew filled with the electrolytes your body loves to go along with a killer caffeine jolt all in a 12 ounce can. One can has almost five times as much potassium as a bottle of Gatorade and twice as much caffeine as a cup of coffee. Can't argue with that. If you want to add some loco to your life, search for loco coffee on Amazon, or you can head to drinklococoffee.com and sign up for their newsletter to get 20% off your first order. One more time, that's drinklococoffee.com. All right, here's Zach. I'm here with uh, with Zach Peggins, uh, a guy who understands Husky basketball through and through, uh, back to the good old days with, with Lorenzo Romar. Zach, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. Glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, I think last one was the Jersey Pod. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You you picked up any uh, any come up since then? I did actually. Actually, relates to this podcast. I actually got. Uh, I found a Brandon Roy jersey at Goodwill. No. one. Yeah, it's like one of the Nike ones too. So it's pretty legit. White or pretty purple? Condition. Uh, purple. Okay. I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen the white ones. That's that's awesome. I'm, very jealous because you can't find those yeah. anywhere on eBay or anything. Uh, yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked when I came up on it. I was like, "Yeah, let's go." I had to. I had to get it. Yeah, price tag is irrelevant. I don't even want to ask you that question because it just doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> How about you? It looks like last time you sent me, so you had a whole bunch of jerseys. Yes. Yeah. The uh, the felt fanatic, my guy up in Boston. He um, it's this guy named Zach uh, with a ch though. Uh, as we were talking about before, but anyways, he's uh, he had this pop up shop um, right by where I work for a while, and I went in there because it was it's like in the back of a of a normal thrift store, and I went in there because there was like a a Ken Griffey Jr. Reds jersey in the window, so I was like, oh, that's kind of I mean that's not something you see every day. So I was looking yeah. at the normal thrift store, and I was like, oh, they got some good stuff. Like here's a Team USA, um, you know, like Jordan jersey, just like your classic ones. And then I go to the back where this guy is, and I, I was just blown away. Like every single jersey that you brought up on that wish list and that podcast was there. Like, like Jason Kidd, Mavericks, Jalen Rose, Pistons, like eighty-five different types of retro retro Seahawks hats or like whatever you wanted. Uh, so yeah, he's he's been huge for me, and and then. Uh, um, you should get him sponsored. The, you should get him sponsored the podcast. I should. Yeah, I will. I will. I would recommend it to anybody. The Felt Fanatic on Instagram. He does free shipping. Uh, so much good stuff. His Instagram stories are always have like, it's one of those Instagram stories where normally you see people. It has like, it almost looks like. Uh, <laughs> all, all, like all the dots. Up yeah, top. exactly. It looks. looks oh like, my gosh. Yeah, it looks like a ruler. Um, <laughs> and and you're like, oh hell no, I'm skipping this. But with him, I go all the way through it because all the stuff is so good. Um, so he's been good, but yeah, recently picked up a, uh, Barkley Suns. What else did I get? Oh, and the white one, right? No, was it black? Black one, the black and purple right. one. Um, perfect festival Jersey, you know, uh, good, good for triads. <laughs> but, uh, but then perfect. The D- right, in time, right in time for Greek week. Exactly. Yeah. Or week seven is whatever they call it. Oh yeah. Week uh, seven. And then, uh, a D Brown not Jalen Brown, but a D Brown Celtics jersey. So yeah, it's it's been kind these days. Um, not to my mm-hmm. wallet, but to to, to the uh, to the uh, to the closet for sure. Anyways, well, yeah, you, shout, shout out to your plug. Yeah, yeah, you got to check them out. And we're gonna get you up to Boston. But that's a different story. Um, all right, so we're here to talk about Husky basketball because things are as good as they have been in a long time. This team is more fun than. Like our freshman year was the Roten and Ross year. That team drove me nuts. They're fun to watch. This team is way more fun than that. 
Um, I think this is, this team has a good case to be just as fun if eh, close to it as the uh, the last IT year. Am I am I nuts for saying that? No, yeah, I I can agree with that for sure. I mean, I, IT was a more dynamic personality and player than all of that, and like that year had the Benoit Overton thing and had a lot of drama. Um, still does. Yeah, still does. And, uh, and, but I mean, I had the cold blooded thing. So there's a lot to play out with this year, but, uh, bottom line, it's been fun. It just sucks that, uh, it's been so long since this team has been this good. But, uh, do you think we're actually good? Like, are we going to head to the tournament and just get spanked and be like, Oh, that was tough. Or is, is... I don't, I don't, I don't think we get spanked, but I mean, it's tough. I mean, obviously it sucked having the pack 12 such a down year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, just based off what what kind of seeding we get, we'll probably get what that seven seed. I'm hoping they get likely. up to the six line because there's a there's a regional in Hartford, Connecticut that I could actually make it to. Um, Ooh, okay, so that's that's important for your boy. But but yeah, six six would be nice. Um, if we get if we get the if we get the dreaded eight nine one, then oh. might have to panic a little bit there. Yeah, I think it all kind of depends on matchups. Um, like yeah. if, if if we get a team with a good coach, like a good coach with good like high high talent good coach like a john beeline team or something like that it's over like like they're just gonna pick yeah. us apart but um if we get kind of a an undermanned like if we got nevada again um in some form or fashion i feel like i like our odds because the way the way we play and like we're as, ta- we're as much more talented or equally talented as any of those good mid-majors but uh mm. anyways we'll, we'll check that another another dog question for you do you think uh David Crisp checks his mentions at halftime. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he definitely checks his mentions at halftime and also uh, post some comments on Instagram posts as well. I think like in timeouts, like he's ha- he's having some guy on the bench just hand him his phone real quick, check his Instagram DMs. Um, I, I'm, I am going to miss David Crisp's heat, heat checks, you know, where he oh like God. makes like one crazy layup and then he just, he hits you from anywhere. I love it. He it's his game is so weird. Like his <laughs> his hot spots are like thirty feet away from the basket, uh, driving full speed reverse layups only reverse layups, and that's it. Like there is no other place on the floor that I see, feel super confident uh, for David Chris to shoot it. But you you kind of have to love him for it. Yeah, and I love to think he's always talking smack to the opponents on their bench. Like whenever he makes a corner three, he like goes stare him. He'll stare at each one of them from the assistant coach, water boy. <laughs> Uh, head coach, he just stares at all of them. I love it. Yeah, no, David Crisp and anyone anyone who's not on David Crisp team is uh, is a, a hater and someone who is uh, personally attacking him. Like his tweets about like, first of all, his tweets are really funny because all the words are in capital. Like the first letter is capitalized. Oh, uh, he, he that's a Dejan, that's a Dejounte. That is a Dejounte move. You're totally right, huh? I wonder who had it first. I bet we could guess. <laughs> um, I guess they did play at beach together, so maybe it's maybe maybe that goes way back. I'd have to check the check it's the a Beach Boys thing. Beach Boys, yeah. I wonder if Kevin Porter does that too. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So David Crisp is like always talking about the, you know the haters and they always doubted me and all that. Um, it's just it's funny. I don't even know who the haters what? are. Like who, who is who is lighting David Crisp up on Twitter other than just like <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel are like. Are you saying that he has a burner account and he just tweets at himself? Maybe. Maybe. Create your own haters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what game was it when he tried to dunk? He, he tried to bounce it off to himself. Oh, himself, yeah. Uh, when was that? Was that? I feel like that was on the road. Was that at Oregon State? No, I, I, think, like? no, I think it was home because I, I was actually there, so I should know, remember who our opponent was. Huh. Um. Yeah, we had such a good game up to that point. I was like, uh, "There's no need for that." But if he did, if he would have made the basket, probably been fine. But Hop wasn't having it. Yeah, did he? Um, he did not. My dad did not like that one. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> that was uh, didn't go over very well. Yeah, we had we had everything in the books. Like we had all the momentum and everything. Like everyone's pumped up, and then he tried to do it. Like he had his opportunity, he did it. So I respect it. But I mean, David Chris for you. He almost got it down, which would have been would have been some. Um, all right, let's talk about, we've spent a lot of time on, on David Crisp and on, on Charles Barkley and, and all that, but the man of the hour is Matisse Dybul, who has yeah. gotten to the point where he has become one of my favorite Husky basketball players ever. He's playing so well. He is, uh, getting some national attention. 
Might be your defensive player of the year. Definitely in the Pac-12. Might be your Pac-12 offensive player of the year. Um, but then he might be the national defensive player of the year, which would be wild. But he's got a very good case. Uh, if I had told you in 2015 that one member of that class is going to win Pac-12 player of the year in three years, your options were Matisse, DeJounte Murray, David Crisp, Marquise Chris, Noah Dickerson, Dom Green, Devin Deruso, don't forget. <laughs> who would you, who would you have chosen as the 2019 Pac-12 Player of the Year from that group? Uh, I would have said Dejounte for sure, right? And then if not Dejounte, then Chris, then then Marquise Chris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was it was those two in that order uh, for recruiting rankings and all that for everything we knew, but you know things don't work out and. Even after the freshman year, I, I might have said Thibault if I knew that Thibault or that uh, Dejounte and Chris were going to go. But man, he's really turned into some. Um, like I, there's there's just no. I, I said it in my notes here. He's like a combo of uh, Rob Upshaw and Vinoy Overton, like right in between those <laughs> those two players. Vinoy <laughs> Overton, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think I thought for sure he'll be gone his second year after his sophomore year. You thought um, Thibault. Yeah, I thought. I, I mean, we knew he's he had that athleticism for the NBA. Yeah, and I think his sophomore year, he's he wasn't too bad at, his, uh, at shooting his sophomore year, and I just thought for sure he'd be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, like Testy Waters out at least. Yeah, I thought either either that or go do the uh, go do the 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 Goss where you transfer to go to a bigger program to to kind of you know set yourself up a little bit. No one would have really blamed him given the coaching change and all that. Um, I just yeah. think it's funny that like. That Jalen Noel, from everything I've heard, Jalen Noel and Matisse Thibel had to go to Hopkins and say, "Hey, actually, we should put Matisse at the top of this zone," because uh, they had Jalen there at the beginning when they're starting to, to practice. Like, could you imagine if he was just back there the whole time and like no one had done anything about that? Yeah, we, we would not be as good as we are right now. <laughs> no way, no way. We, would, <laughs> we wouldn't be Kansas. Like this, this zone was meant for Matisse. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 crazy. Like the the amount of stuff he gets to, and just given how much he's probably in the game plan, it's just, um, it's nuts. Um, I, I want to ask you though, how do you feel about him reviving the roof raise celebration? I was stoked. I was so I, I remember we tried to do it when we were students, um, but no one really, none of the players were really into it at all. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that would that'd be asking CJ Wilcox to get excited about something. Yeah, I think I think Aziz did it one time, but he had traveled. Is that Arizona game? Oh god, <laughs> my favorite play ever. Yeah. Where, he, where he picked up the ball from half court and traveled all the way to the basket, dunked it, and then did the raise the roof. I think. Yeah, yeah. The, the refs actually called it, but it was just too loud in there that that no one actually stopped him. So. That was... And then Sean and and then Sean Miller ended up getting a technical foul. Yeah, that was a, that was a big day. Um, mm-hmm. Way back. Yeah, God. Uh, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited that they're doing, bringing that back, though. Yeah, he does. About, he does I a see. good job of, uh, of not doing it too much because, yeah, if if he kind of, you know, he he didn't do it for for a lot of games, then he brought it back for the Colorado game, um, and he brought it back after that play, which was, you know, when I say that play in the Colorado game, you know what I'm talking about? Exactly. Yeah, the the way he just like made it look super easy to go around that guy, that Colorado guy at midcourt. Yeah. yeah, he just, he just beat just gliding he beat mckinley wright in a dead sprint when mckinley wright had a 10 yard head start on it was yeah he made it look so easy he made it just like he's just gliding across just right around right around him uh yeah he's he's so fun he's so fun like he, he if he gives you anything on offense it's just gonna be an awesome day because you know what he's gonna what he's gonna bring he's already had his flu game right he was he was sick in the was that the arizona games that he was sick um, yeah so yeah, he's basically Michael Jordan. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> has so, he rocked? Has he? Has he rocked? He's rocked the headband a couple times this year, right? He has, and that's another good point that I was going to bring up. Is there's a certain moment in the season, and I have to go back and look at the the images from it, where he started rocking two sleeves. Um, he wasn't always a two sleeve guy, but all of a sudden he became one, and I feel like that was a big moment. We kind of got like, like, like dark Matisse at that point. <laughs> like he, he became a badass. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh what about hopkins rocking he has the apple watch and like the fitbit on the same wrist you seen that i don't think mike hopkins needs a fitbit to tell anyone that he's he's fit 
Like I don't I don't think Mike Hopkins has like slept eight eight hours since he was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 true. Yeah, he's 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 wired. He's absolutely nuts, but I love him. Um so we're here to put Matisse Thibel. He's great. He's had a great year, great four years. Um, the re- you know, he's still got a, cha- a chapter left to play. You know, if he has a a great moment in the tournament, that would really help him out in terms of his legacy as a Husky. But we're going to put him in our top 10 players of the Romar or later era. So this is when Romar started, if he was on the if he was on the team then uh, to now. So no disrespect to Todd McCullough, Pinball Wizard, uh, Bob Hubregs, your boy. Uh, or Detlef Shrimp for anybody like that, Donald Watts, Jason Hamilton, any of the Husky greats, Eldridge or Kasner, um, any, anyone like that that played before Romar, I'm sorry. I just never watched you play. Uh, and it would take more work <laughs> for me to uh, to think about where you belong on this list. So we're going to simplify it a little bit and just do that. Um, so we're going to go through your list and compare it to mine, 1 through 10. Uh, so this should be pretty fun and not easy, as we found out, of how do we rank the uh, the best players of the last – 15 years or so of Husky basketball. Yeah, do you want to go back and forth then? Like, you give me your one, I give you my one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, start with, okay. start with your one. I feel like we might fight each other at the beginning. Really? Yeah, so I, I thought, I thought like the first four or five were kind of pretty easy. Okay. So my number one, I got, I have to pick Brandon Roy at number one. I'm okay with this, uh, but I want to hear your case for him over Isaiah Thomas. So I was, I was going based on, I mean, that what, 2002, 2003 season? Mm-hmm. Um, just from the, uh, that season and then just from what he did, what he brought to the program, kind of putting UW on the map uh, really officially. I mean, I think also I would never forget watching that, that UConn yeah. uh, turning game, even though we lost. But I would never forget like, him getting into with Rudy Gay. Um, but he's just my favorite player when I watch Huskies. I mean, IT is obviously very close second, especially for what he did as well with the, with the uh, cold-blooded shot. Yeah. And both obviously having great NBA careers. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely those two, one and two. I actually gave it to IT because of what you just said. He had the more moments, like the, the Brandon Roy's best moment. Like you think about Brandon Roy, and it's, at least for me, um, it is the UConn game, which was him getting a tactical, getting tossed up with Rudy Gay, and then ultimately us losing. And it re- really wasn't because of him. He didn't actually foul out in that game. Um, it was because of more Mike Jensen fouling uh, Rashad Anderson, but that's a different story. Uh, so Isaiah Thomas with the cold blooded shot with the Pac 12, Pac 10 tournament right before then. So Vinoy Overton gets busted. That's two Vinoy mentions in 20 minutes here. That's kind of nuts. Uh, but I, I, uh, Vinoy Overton gets busted. Isaiah Thomas is our only point guard, plays basically 40 minutes a game, um, in, in that tournament for the three games to win it, including hitting that shot. Uh, and just kind of from that, you know, taking over because Abdul Gaddy had gotten hurt that season. I just feel like Isaiah Thomas shouldered more. Mm, I don't know. That's tough. But he just he was more dynamic than Roy was. No, yeah, I, uh, I, I totally feel that. I mean, if, if I you ask any Husky fan, I feel like this is gonna be no wrong answer between yeah. B Roy and, and Thomas. Yeah. Do but you we, remember? Do you remember when uh when Roy is back? We're playing UCLA home game. Yep. And uh, Jordan Frommer leaked out. I think like on a free throw, he leaked out on a missed free throw. So he tossed a lob to him. He had a wide open layup, and then B Roy's came out of nowhere and just pinned him against the backboard. Yeah, yeah. That that would be the Brandon Roy play that is like the the one single play. He was just so consistent and so smooth. Um, yeah. Also a freak athlete before the knee stuff. Uh, but yeah, Brandon Roy like Brandon Roy was a better Husky and like a better national. A national player for sure, but I feel like if you just talk about you know who's Legacy. like the face of Husky basketball over the last yeah. fifteen years, it might be Isaiah Thomas, and that might Definitely. be in part because he's still playing in the NBA and Roy isn't. Sadly, uh, that that might be. Yeah, can you imagine if Roy had knees were, were fine, and can you imagine what, uh, his NBA legacy? Yeah, like if Brandon Roy is because what he came out in oh, eight no. Oh, six was his last year. So he'd be like 35, like probably what if he, what if it's him and Dirk? Like what if next year Brandon Roy is the, like the D Wade at this year's all-star game 
where he like gets an honorary spot because he's retiring and he's like swapping jerseys with everybody and you know the Blazers have made it to a couple finals like I feel like we'd have a much different opinion on Brandon Roy yeah I mean yeah it's, it's kind of just like one of those what ifs I mean I would give anything up to give a that have Brandon Roy have his knees back yeah oh yeah I mean Kobe saying that that was the hardest guy to guard in the league yeah um yeah it's 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 sad but Moving on, we're, we're in agreement at the top two, at least who they are. Curious to see what your third one is, because this, this could go any direction. Yes, this was... I, got, I have like kind of a couple people who could, who could all be here. I'm going to go... I'm just going to Nate Rob there. Okay. I don't blame you. Who, I had a different who, who one. Who do you have? I had Quincy Pondexter right here. Okay, I had... I, so it's between those two. I have Coupon at four. Yeah. So, give me the case for Nate Rob. So Nate, kind of similar to what you're saying about with IT kind of kind of being in the face, um, yeah. Like when you think, like if when you think about you know basketball between Coupon and Nate Rob, most likely most people are gonna think of Nate Rob, um, just because kind of what he did on and off the court, uh, just kind of hit the personality he had, kind of just brought that um, what was it? I kind of like that swag, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to, to Husky basketball. But then again, but if you look at what Coupon did, like on the court and stats wise, I can see why. Coupon could be a third. I I think with uh with Nate Rob like if you if you took out Nate Robinson's career and you took out Quincy Pondexter's career like which one would change Husky basketball more? I feel like it's Nate Rob's career matters a little bit more because uh, he got it you know was a part of the one seed teams and was just more a part of like the the genesis of all this. Um, like yeah. Qu- Quincy Pondexter might not even come to Washington without without Robinson, uh, but obviously like. Quincy did way more on the floor than than Nate really did. Yeah, like if you did like a like blind resume, um, you can obviously tell like um, Coupon had the the better stats and more efficient on the court. So is Coupon four for, sure. for you? Yeah, so I, I, I have Nate Robert three and then Coupon at four. Okay, and then is five? Is that the Crewcut God, the the John Brockman? Yep, I have Brockman at five. So. It's interesting. I was thinking about Brockman. I had Brockman at four and Nate Rob at five, but I'm I'm Brockman is a weird one because the best two teams that he was on his freshman year and then his senior year, uh, he was more of like a a role player than he was like in the two years he was really good. That team, those teams, uh, weren't very good. <clears throat> yeah. No. Yeah. I, I totally said like just like. When I was looking at, I was like, yeah, he wasn't like the, the guy, but I mean, he was, he, he just did all the, the, not the like, all like the little things, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, he was willing to kind of take a, take a backseat his senior year. Also never forget that, uh, the Brockman said no to coach K, right? Didn't, didn't go to Duke, ended up staying home in Washington. That was a big deal. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, number six for you is, is, is this Matisse is, or is, we still waiting. I have Terrence Ross at six. Wow, much higher than yeah. I did. Yeah, I. This is where things got like. Wasn't really sure where to place people. Um. But yeah, so I've I put I put Terrence here, and then behind that I have. Uh, actually, no, I want to hear who you have at six. I had I had Will Conroy here at six. Okay, um, yeah, seven. I had real Conroy. You had seven at Conroy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Conroy, obviously, bedrock one seed team, plenty of big moments. He had the shot against Oregon, I think his senior year. Um, and then you kind of got to give him the nod because he's still contributing to the program in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Big time. You know, like, like we said before, Sam Timmons is hype man. Uh, you know, dog pack extraordinaire. Like, he, he plays some role in this, uh, in this, you know, this resurgence, not all of it. Um, not he's, really from an X's and like, thing, but he was guy for recruiting too, like in Seattle. Yeah, definitely. And was instrumental in keeping Noel and Matisse Thibel, um, to keeping them around. Like he, he is the bridge from Romar to Hopkins. Yeah. And so with Terrence Ross, I was just, I just kept thinking like, cause he's a guy who we, we got to watch his what sophomore year. Yes. Yep. And just just thinking how ridiculous like some of his uh, layups and dunks were. Um, yeah. 
he was kind of like waste. You know, kind of he's still uh, having a pretty good NBA career right now too. Mm-hmm. Even though he's kind of got the magic. No one's really paying too much attention to him yet uh, at the moment. Yeah, T. Uh, T Ross was definitely the nastiest Husky. Like it's it's really not even close. It's like him and Roy. Uh, but yeah, Ross, his sophomore year, and even his freshman year, when he started to break out a little bit, was just like this kid yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, because because he he came up pretty big in that. Uh, not it wasn't Pac twelve at times, but Pac ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that that I started taking notes, and then, um, yeah, then just watching him in person my freshman year was was nuts. Yeah, yeah, he had he had some big moments. Um. Yeah, I, I love Terrence Ross. I actually had him 11th, uh, but we'll, we'll get to that. So I had Conroy 6, you had Ross 6. Who was your 7? So, yeah, my 7 was, was Conroy. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, who was your 8? So 8, that's why I put Matisse at. Okay. So I put, I put an asterisk there because if, um, if Matisse breaks, if he gets that Gary Payton record, he's in. I, I feel like you got you gotta move you got to move him up. Yeah, that's a big deal. You know, like, like that, that's a ridiculous stat. I remember at the beginning of the year, like everyone's like, "Oh, there's no way he's gonna catch uh, Gary." Like, this not, it's not, this he's not gonna happen. And then, uh, and then everyone's like, "Well, okay, we didn't know he's gonna average this many steals a game." Like now, it's just ridiculous. Because um, he's about twenty away from it. Yep, twenty on the dot with then, uh, at least we'd hope six games left. Yeah, and he'll probably, I mean, well, he could probably rack up some steals against Cal, Cal tomorrow. Yeah, that's, the Cal game is his uh, is his best chance to break the J-Ham 10 in a game. If that, if that's, that's, uh, that's the worst team he will play the rest of. And, and you know what? Cal should be willing to participate, be a part of history. Just yeah. start, just start throwing stupid, like, lob passes into the high post. Uh, you know, just give him give him five, and then if he gets five on you normally, then you just suck. So that's that's what I think Cal should be doing. Yeah, and then what? And then he's pretty. He's most likely going to break the Jason Kidd record as well. Which one's that? Is it... It's Angus uh, steals in a season, if I'm correct, for oh. for Pac-12. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, that that's also. I big. think. because yeah, um, Cal should be down to help out. Every team in the Pac-12, Pac-12 should be down to help promote the image and say okay this is not our year unless it's us or, or, or Arizona State we're going to do whatever we can to uh, lift the image of our banner carrier and make sure they look good yeah well, like what's that what's the hashtag they all, uh, people try to get uh, Pac-12 to back use to things pack? like yeah back the pack yeah just back the pack right here you gotta back the pack yeah when we went to Auburn and and they had their all their fans were chanting SEC. I was just like, "What the hell? Like, what is this conference allegiance idea?" I <laughs> never ever felt that in my entire life. Um, yeah, I had I had Thibault seventh. He, I have him above Bobby Jones, Justin Holiday, Ross, Wilcox, Trey Simmons, like all those wings. Um, I just feel like he, I just. So somewhere along the line, someone failed him in like offensive development, and that's that's a little too bad. Um, because if he was just a knockdown shooter by now, it would it would be looking so pretty, or even just like a knockdown finisher. Like he's just not very good at the rim; he gets kind of awkward as he's driving. Um, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like he's just so I've never ever seen a player that devastating. Gary Payton, the Gary Payton's kid was kind of like that, um, but he wasn't playing in his own, so you didn't really see it as much. Yeah. And I feel like with, with Matisse, two, two quick things. Like, I feel like his shooting form is not, it's not, he doesn't have like a terrible shooting form. You know, I guess something that he can work on, mm-hmm. you know, to create, to create that jump shot for a three pointer. Um, so he'd be like a three and D prospect in the NBA. But then uh, do you think I, some people say, Oh, well, it's cause he's in the zone. Um, he's not a good defender one-on-one, but I mean, I think, I mean, from his freshman year, he like we we all knew he's he's a good defender, you know. So I don't yeah. think it matters whether the zone or the man, you know. I still think he's a lockdown defender. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was talking to to Kevin Pelton about before the season, and he was he brought up that point too of just saying we have two years of of each. We have two years of him thriving as a yeah. defender in zone, um, and then two years of him playing man and looking good. And when you just see it kind of a guy comes into his zone and actually he's guarding him one-on-one and it's just, it, it basically becomes a man defense at that point. 
he like he is attached to that guy's hip. He's 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 not just some like cheating, you know, gambling guy who's just looking for for steals all the time. Like he is so glued to 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 the offensive player. Yeah, and do you think last year on the season? I remember he was dating. Well, he's dating Michael Porter's sister. Ah, uh, yeah. Is that still going on? I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, you don't see anything on the gram, so yeah. Hmm, it's, <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Now, uh, having great, now, he's, now he's having a great season. They're done. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Makes you think. Uh, that was a bold move on his part, though. You, Respect it. You think he cut that? I think. Well, I mean, there's two things there. There's obviously his profile is his his increased, but obviously. Uh, the the Porter family is now a professional family, um, <laughs> you know. So like, her prospects might have increased as well. So who who really knows how that went down? But that is interesting. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I mean, it's bold moves just to date the coach's daughter, but <laughs> that whole thing. Hey, is I mean, weird. I feel uh, like I feel like yeah. they like infected Washington. Like they they had something against our program. <laughs> like they were trying to bring it down. They they like brought it brought in their two two stud sons that were going to play for you and then you know backed out at the 11th hour they they tried to tried to do a love and basketball thing with your best small forward and uh yeah the, the porter family was almost brought down the washington program but luckily we had mike hopkins it it, it would made a great year it's been 30 for 30 on it someday <laughs> yeah god it still might who knows is he still getting paid <laughs> porter senior that, Probably, yeah. See on that Mizzou staff. I'm gonna look that up. Um, that is a that is a a man who will figure out. He did, he's gonna like have more kids. Do yeah, they have so many. Do they? Are there, are there other brothers? Yeah, there's like I think there's two younger brothers, younger than the. Uh, it was Jante. Really? Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I think there's two younger brothers and then a sister. Michael Porter Senior so there's three, there's, is still there's on like three the, girls. Uh, Boys, yeah, he's still on the Missouri staff. Yeah, Porter, he and his wife Lisa have eight children: Bree, Sierra, Michael, yep. Jonte, Coben, Javon, Isaac, and Jada. So, uh, it's still gonna come. And I'm assuming <laughs> Michael is the oldest one, and then Jonte, and then Coben, Javon, and Isaac. So there's three more boys. Man, <laughs> that's a lot of programs to ruin. <laughs> yeah, I mean they kind of run Missouri. I mean, I don't think, I think Missouri's pretty trash this year. Yeah, Missouri, but Missouri's then trash. Jonte is out. He's a... Yeah, they basically got one season out of the two brothers in three total, three possible seasons. That's pretty bad. You imagine uh, being one of the guys who, who joined the recruiting class and think that oh, I've been playing with the Porter brothers for like two or three years, and now he's in the trash program. Yeah, what's uh, what's Blake Harris up to? What's uh? Uh, I think last time I heard about him, he was on. I think he's on NC State. Man, yeah, that's that's right. He was from North Carolina. Um, damn. So you have you have Matisse eight. Who was nine and who was ten for you? Uh, so this is this was tricky. So I fit. I, I fit. I fit Dejounte at nine. Okay. Wow, that's really high. I did not have Dejounte at all. I, I had Dejounte either at nine, ten, or I, I just had him off to the side. Um, so, I mean, for the players I had here thinking, I was thinking DeJounte, Trey Simmons, Bobby Jones. I'm not going to put Justin Holiday in my top 10. If he made that inbound pass against North Carolina, then I would have. <laughs> but <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be in it. I'm so glad you brought that up. I had that note. I had Justin Holiday ninth, um, but in my notes next to him, it says eight tourney games, which is a lot. He played in eight tourney games over the course of his career. Uh, but then, if he just made that pass. Yeah, and then blew the UNC game. That's my other note. Um because that's so true. I, I, I really, that game is not, it highlights of it are on YouTube, but not that one. And it pisses me off because I need to remember that correctly of the situation. But I think it was a tie game or no, we were down. We were down like one um, and holiday inbounding under the basket. And then was, was guarding the inbounder, John yeah, Henson. Freaking seven, five wingspan, John Henson. Um, yeah. Oh, they threw it back right at him. Oh. Uh, that's tough, but yeah, nine and ten was nine times more just a toss up. I was just like, okay, well, you could either put Trey Simmons up here, Bobby Jones. I think, yeah, can be. Up. Yeah, uh, I, I have um, Bobby eight. Um, okay, who who's who you have ten? 
I had Bobby eight, Justin Holiday nine, and then I actually put Jalen Noel as ten. And I had I had Terrence Ross at ten, but then I realized that Noel is about to go to a tournament, which Ross never did. Um, and Noel, Noel, like if Noel stays a year, he will be definitely there, and then maybe much much higher. Um, but uh, but yeah, do do you think Jalen Noel? Uh, can turn down the possibility of an NBA lifestyle to do to go back to college for one one year. I think so. I think I mean I, he obviously he needs to test the waters, like see just get his get some feedback back, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think it's pretty appealing to say to think you coming back to you be the guy. You also have Isaiah Stewart, mm-hmm. and who knows about McDaniel's? It's kind of a toss up right now, but I mean, I feel like it's. I don't know, he's coming back for one more year, won't, won't hurt him. You know, I think, I think this is a pretty guard-heavy uh, draft class, anyways. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think he can, like he's like he's got the jumper. Like his float, his floater is so nice. His jumper, his mid-range game is nice. Uh, um, yeah, the th- but I think the threes have really helped him out, and that's that's what scares me a little bit. Of you know, if, if he can shoot well, I mean, he needs to do whatever is best for him, and I I hope that he has a great pro career. But it scares me as a UW basketball fan specifically is that he's become such a good three-point shooter that that might um elevate his his status to the point where he can get in there but yeah yeah like sometimes when he misses a shot like i'm not gonna lie like i'm kind of of happy i'm like oh you know just keep missing a little bit you know yeah i think i get more happy like that when he misses like at the cup against like actual like in the asu game it's just like he was doing a lot of stuff that's like that's just how the nba is gonna be like you're, you're gonna be playing guys like that where you just can't just pull up on yeah. them and, and do stuff like that. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm sure I'm sure he's gonna listen to this pod. So Jalen, if you're listening right now, just come back one one more year. Memo's yeah. on me. Yeah, Jalen, if you got if you got this in your beats as you're walking into the to the uh, to the arena, um, you know, me no disrespect. We love you. We want to stick you around, but uh, or stick around, but uh, um, it is. I will have to roast you for that picture. I don't know if you've seen it, but on his Instagram, it's just like. It's in Alaskan Airlines Arena, and it's just someone obviously like taking a picture of him, and he's wearing like his like pregame fit, and it just looks like he is just trying to nail the look of one of those like pre TNT games where all the guys are walking into the into the NBA game, and it's just it's it's really funny. Like he's just, I feel like we can do a podcast about Instagram captions and comments. Yeah, this is an Instagram Instagram team. Noah Dickerson is kind of like. Like, uh, every, everyone's doing all these Instagrams of like, go follow big bro for Noah Dickerson. I feel like that's Noah Dickerson. Just be like, Hey, I like, if you want to play on this team, like you, you got to post about me once, once or twice a week. <laughs> yeah. They come. Yeah. The, the classic, yeah, go, go follow the big bro. Yeah. Like, I'm at my name when you do and I'll follow you. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a real currency out there. Uh, Nas Carter's a funny one it's on social. He's all caps all the time. Um, and, and does, does like these really funny, uh, like those ask me anything on Instagram t- type things. I like what, how, how do you feel comfortable right now to do one of those? Like, would you get more than three questions back from people? No, see, and, and that's why you guys set up those David Chris Burner accounts and just ah. ask yourself, you know? Yeah. Cause it's all a network. Like you start one, you'll, you'll contribute on someone else's cause it just makes yeah. you, it makes you look famous. Yeah, I'm sure they got a group chat with like all the ball boy, like the, all the team managers, you know, like, yeah, okay, I need you guys to ask me these questions. You yeah. know, it's it's all pretty staged. Yeah, it's it is a funny thing, um, and it just makes I think feel, I think, I think sometime down the line, we got we got to do a uh, top ten husky Instagram player rankings. Oh, just just on their social media presence. Yeah, just based off social media. That's too bad because yeah, that would exclude B Roy. I think Isaiah Thomas is still number one. He 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 brings yeah. he brings the heat on. He brings hot takes on Twitter, and he just Nate like, Rob. Nate Rob's got to be in the top five as well, just because he's 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 always still begging for not begging, but always asking for a job. Yeah. You know, he's like always he's always commenting on Bleacher Report and House of Highlights. So like that could be me out there. You yeah. know, yeah. Nate, Nate Rob is uh, is dealing yes. with retirement in a tough way. Um, let's <laughs> say that. Uh, yeah, Will Conroy's up there. Matisse is pretty quiet. Um, Shouts out my boy Darnell Gant has has some some good wisdom on Facebook because we're Facebook. Oh players. yeah, Birdman. Birdman, yeah, it's weird he doesn't do Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. 
Uh, CJ Wilcox is the worst, <laughs> the, the absolute bottom. Um, that. Uh, Trey Murda, Trey Simmons is pretty good. Um, obviously, Chris, we talked about. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good ones, and that would exclude guys like Roy, um, the mm-hmm. old guard in there. Man, did you like, have any? Did you have any honorable mentions? I know you kind of mentioned some extra names like like uh, Simmons and people, but I had a couple just honorable mentions who definitely not in my top ten. But Ryan yeah, Alphabet. Yep, yeah, yeah, Ryan Alphabet number <laughs> one. Uh, Justin Detman. Yep. Yeah, Detman uh, was a tough yeah. one. I had him twelve. Yeah, and then uh, uh, NBA. I mean, he had. Oh, a, I forgot about NBA. Yeah, he, he had a pretty rough start, but then he. Uh, just like his, I know his freshman was pretty bad, but he, he panned out pretty well. Uh, and, Aziz and one NBA. Oh, I love Aziz. Yeah, I mean Aziz for always. One of my favorite memories is that is that travel that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. One name we didn't bring up was Spencer. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think of to put him on or Roten. Um, no way, I'm not paying. If, <laughs> yeah, way. yeah. Roten cost us a tournament spot. I'm just here to say it. Let's, let's, those field goal, those free throws at Oregon State against Oregon State, I would never forget. If Abdul Gaddy was our point guard that year, no Roden, I feel like that team makes the tourney. Because <clears throat> yeah, by, by so, throwing Roden so there, it just it just turned Gaddy into mush. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't mention Spencer Haas. We didn't mention uh, 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 Andrews. Yeah, I don't know what you do with Andrew Andrews. He's, I love him. He was he was. Good and feisty, but he uh, four four years and no tournament because he was all he was no he was one year after us he, he his freshman year or his first year was our sophomore year uh, yeah yeah right sure so yeah that, that's that's a that's a tough bunch does David Crisp does does no I feel like David Crisp nah sorry but Noah Dickerson might have a claim yeah like, yeah I think he, like if Noah yeah. has a twenty four and ten game and we beat Nevada. In the tournament, tournament, like he might, he might, he might have a spot. Yeah, in the top ten. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Yeah, if he has a, like breakout game, and if you have, I mean, if Jalen has a breakout game, he's top ten, and he's probably going to NBA. <laughs> yeah, that's... like Jalen, if Jalen has has that breakout game in the NCAA tournament, then yeah, he's gone. I'm still waiting for the uh, the Noah Dickerson, like someone leaves him open at the top of the arc, and it's just like. Oh shit! Is he is he gonna shoot a three? Is he gonna shoot a three and then he shoots a three? Because he, he I know he can do it. Like his free throw stroke is so. It, first of all, it's like twelve or twenty five feet in the air. Um, <clears throat> but I know he can hit one. He just hasn't had the situation where it makes sense for him to shoot it. But it it has to happen. Someone's just gonna on a pick and roll. Someone's just gonna let him shoot it, and he's gonna do it. Well, if there's a game for it to happen, it'd be the next one against Cal. Yeah, yeah. It's time to pull out the crazy shit. Just don't lose. If you lose to Cal, then we, then we're, then this whole podcast is gonna have to get burned, and we're gonna look like idiots. Um, speaking of that, let's make uh, predictions as if we're we're going to the NCAA tournament because I just I'm I'm so ready for it. It's the best thing ever to have your team in the tourney. Uh, who is your dream matchup for UW to play um, in uh, in the Big Dance? Uh, so I'm saying that I have three quick ones. So I mean, I was thinking most people will probably take on Zaga, you know, to get revenge. Yo, um, should be cool. Syracuse would be cool just to see Hawk uh, go get back. Yep, go back against his old school. Um, but me, I mean, I want that smoke. I want Duke. <laughs> yeah, so you brought you this know, up like, earlier. Uh, yeah, it's just because I mean, because because Hop obviously has experience playing against Duke for years, you know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, Hop knows he doesn't know how to like he doesn't have like the secret recipe on how to beat Duke, but he definitely knows how to t- prepare his guys, how to get that two three zone, you know. Yeah. So uh, I had a, I, a, I, I had a situation with Duke that I think could work, and it's it's like we get the we get the seven. I don't know. I don't know how it worked out. Because they're probably gonna get a one, and we have to get the eight, which would well, no, suck. Well, well, because well, no, because if we get the seven, ten, we'll get seven. We play the ten, and then they. So the ACC is gonna get two number one schools, two number one seeds, mm-hmm. and it'd be Virginia. It's probably gonna be North Carolina because North Carolina is playing pretty well right now. Yeah, that's true. So Duke, yeah. Duke gets a two seed somehow. Uh, yeah, so it's definitely it's definitely possible. It's in play. It's uh, Zion skips the first 
MB, or he's he's out for the rest of the season. He skips the first NCAA tournament game, but it's the, it's a tough game. He wants to help his team, and he was his original plan was to uh, to sit out the rest of the year uh, to just get ready for the NBA draft. But then he says, okay, I, I want to help Duke NCAA tournament style, the Kyrie style, come back for that game. He's going back into it, and then he sees Sam Timmons' dad in the crowd, and he, he says, F no, I'm, I'm too shook. Sam Timmons' dad just straight intimidates Zion and says, I, I'm, I'm going to sit this one out. Uh, I, 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 I'm just not ready physically because Sam Timmons' dad uh, is always ready physically. No, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, I want to see – I mean, everyone wants to see Matisse Zion, but I want to see Matisse – I want to see uh, Zion Timmons. Yeah, exactly. They're probably you know, you, the same. You, you, and you know Timmons is uh, – is <laughs> would definitely jump with Zion or try to jump with Zion. <laughs> that would be a good tip. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be awesome. I that, That's – that's I mean, as much as it sucks, like we've lost to so many good college basketball teams at the end of this. Uh, some good revenge game opportunities – the UNC situation, uh, Purdue is also in play, getting get another crack yep. at them. Uh, Louisville, same thing. And then the last one I had was uh, Nevada. I've mentioned them a couple times. Um, but the Nevada thing would be like, yeah, I mean, I came from a high school where there was like one fight and it happened after school and no one really saw it. It was all it was all like filmed on a Motorola Razor, so it was all grainy. Um <laughs> But you have that thing where like people fight after school and no one really sees it, and then you're like, oh, you wouldn't fight me in front of other people. You wouldn't fight me like in front of in front of your friends and all that. And it's like, all right, let's fight in the lunchroom. Like no one no one saw the Nevada fight and we put it on them and won by 15 without Noah. Uh, but let's fight in public and see how this looks. And I feel like that would be a really good game and a good opportunity to um, to let people know about you know what went down in that that secret exhibition. Yeah, no, I, I, I would be down for the Nevada game as well. Maybe even like a um, Marquette matchup too. Yeah, there's there's lots of good history. Marquette, even getting another one at Virginia Tech because I feel like they've just punked us twice. And yeah, uh, or Minnesota, or Minnesota too. Oh my god, I would love to play Minnesota. I, yeah, I feel, I feel like Minnesota that, would score thirty five points on us. That one, that one's actually like way more possible. Cause I, think, I saw projecting them being like eleven. Yep. And see this, so like we can definitely see them in the first round. Well, I hope be. they make the tournament. I hope that they play well enough to. So that we get that ability to just be like we only lost tournament teams and like that's not a that's not a super cool thing to say but it would uh it would help it out um so yeah it's 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 shaping up I I really I really just it's good to have good basketball back but especially this team it's just they're fun man they they've done such a good job of of energizing the crowd and um really making you look forward to Thursdays and Sundays and making me look forward to staying up. Uh, to like one in the morning to watch them play Cal on on uh, tomorrow night and making the making the bingo cards too. Yes, yeah, bingo took a took a weekend off in the mountain schools, but uh, we'll see. Do you know, if, do you know if 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 uh, Hamir's back? Hamir, right? Uh, we didn't mention him about in the the social media category, but he's up there. He's kind of got like <laughs> the the weird like you know, I'm interesting kind of kind of vibe from his his. I'm sure uh, him. Him and Nas just switch off and taking photos for each other. <laughs> That's so true. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I got I got a tip that he should be back, but we'll see. Right. Um, but he can he can take his time because that Cal game. Yeah. Uh, right. It'd be nice to see, be nice to see Vegas more. Yeah, Bay's some more minutes. Maybe, you, maybe heat up for uh, the tourney. Do you think Bay has a future, or is he just like a body? I think he does. I mean, yeah. I think because what the pie he probably has to fill in from a T spot up top. Yeah, or Nas. I saw it on Nas's Instagram. He was watching film of all of Matisse's highlights and stuff. So I don't know if they're <laughs> trying to get him ready for that. Um, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna do exactly what he does. I'm just swipe it, swipe it, block or swipe it, uh, free throw line jumpers and see what happens. Um, <clears throat> sounds like a recipe for disaster. But um, yeah, it would be, it would be nice to see Bay kind of get some sort of offensive rhythm because right now his his offensive confidence is just so so low. Like yeah, he, I mean, he gets the ball yeah. and he's like, I, I don't want this anymore. Yeah, so it'd be nice to see him just get yeah, just get that confidence and who knows, maybe provide like a little spark going into the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, Cal Cal will be a good slump buster for him. Like, let's just get you ten be, points somehow. Uh yeah. Make you feel good. So it's practical of getting one or two schools in the tournament. 
Better be two. I hope we get a rematch with Arizona State in the final. I'll be there in Vegas. I don't know if you're going, but oh, really? no, yeah. no, I don't think we'll make it. But yeah, I think that that that's our uh, that's our ticket to a six or a five seed is if we can beat ASU in the final and uh, kind of make up for that. Um, but yeah, lots lots going on. It's 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 so. I'll ask you this last question, and you can give a quick answer, and then we'll jump off. Would you rather have? Which just in general, not like Huskies or anything like that, but would you rather have a good college basketball team or a good college football team? Yeah, I go basketball. I, I feel like I'm with you, and I really love football, <laughs> but college yeah, basketball, just, you get two games a week. It's awesome. Yeah, and there's no, I mean, there's no, there's nothing better than March Madness. I love March Madness. Mm-hmm. That that first weekend was just games all day. Yeah, yeah, and and then not for nothing, like can, comparing. You know, football, where like, you know, you have what, 14 games this year, four of them mattered, um, or five of them mattered, maybe. Uh, you know, it's just like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of buildup for not that much. Whereas basketball, like, you just, you know, there's 35 games. Like, it's just, there's so much more, uh, to root for. Um, but yeah, it's, it's close, but I feel like every time the Huskies are good in basketball, it makes me realize it's, it's, a, it, it is basketball. Yeah, no, yeah, it was e- easy answer for me. It's definitely basketball number one. There we go. Number one for you uh, is, is Husky basketball, and, and number one for you was, was Brandon Roy as your UW Hoops top 10. Uh, you had Dybul officially eighth. I had him seventh. Um, who knows? That that uh, that could creep up to, to five if he has a moment in the tournament. Um, but uh, but Z-Peg, this was good stuff. Uh, thanks for coming on. Always, and hopefully – come up with some nice jerseys from, from your boy yeah yeah for sure yeah keep me posted on, on the come-ups and uh eventually we'll own our own, own shop someday um selling selling uh sean camp jr jerseys and knock off knock knock off husky stuff <laughs> i'm down yeah all right man take it easy yeah take care man Bye.